Welcome in Sony open live chat, whatever you want. Questions, comments, concerns, ownership, DFS, bets, one and done. I don't care. Talk about Mito going to live. Sure. I don't care. Whatever. Drop it in the chat right now and we'll jump into as many of these questions as possible. Hank Hill out of the gate. Hey, did you change your avatar? Hmm, maybe. Are you living? Are you comfortable living in the 6K range to fill out your lineup, or do you prefer the 7K range? Oof, definitely prefer the 7K range. Let's talk through it a little bit. This is my website, rickrungood.com, everything you see from my website. I have the 6K range loaded up. It, it's not particularly great. I'm a glutton for punishment, so when I see someone like Kazuki Higa, who's going to be 2% owned at $6,900, played in the Zozo, beat half the field, won an Asian tour event before that, like I'm almost willing to take that over some of these known entities that I don't think have much going for them. Uh, ben Taylor is at least interesting right now. We have to kind of reset a lot of these guys, you know, not a single one of the six K guys played in the hero world challenge, not a single one of them played the century tournament of champions. So if you want to go back to the RSM classic, Ben Taylor cashed a T three in Houston, a 21st place finish at the RSM classic. That's kind of interesting. And if you are so sick in your head, you want to go for David Lingmurth. He's got three top 11 finishes in his last four missed like three or four cuts in a row before that. Then he won. Then he missed like three cuts before that. He's been all over the yard. There is to me, at least a little bit of a, a sizable upgrade for like the bottom of the 7K range. I'm pretty much a Robbie Shelton believer. 10th place finish in his last start. He had a 23rd, a couple of starts before that. He's kind of interesting. Hubbard was really, really good. Then he had uh, the toe injury, which I think he actually required surgery on. I think, and he got it quick. He got it like whatever the last round he played was. Maybe it was uh, the RSM Classic. He had it like the next morning, something something like that. Uh, and then I'm just a big believer in Steven Yeager in general, kind of long-term. He's been playing well at the moment. So those are a couple guys. If you have an extra couple hundred bucks to spend, uh, have at it. Also, if you haven't noticed, I got a couple of requests for this. I added back. There's both views of this now, the global and the cust and the classic view of the cheat sheet. I know that's something everybody was excited about, and it took me a while to connect everything up. But uh, I pushed that update just a couple of minutes ago. Dave says, smash the like button. That's right. Can you talk about game theory this week? Can't decide between two stars or a balanced uh, sit or balance since approach and putting will be critical. And there's lots of value in the six and seven K ranges. Okay. So if we look at this field as a whole, I think there's a pretty clear drop off. Maybe, I don't know, four guys at the top. It's probably Tom Kim. It's probably Sungjae. It's probably Hideki. It's probably Spieth. I don't love that Brian Harmon is also 18 to one in the betting markets for a guy who's won twice in his entire life and hasn't really played particularly well here. I'm not sure I'm, I'm buying that, which almost ensures his victory, but I think it's a pretty big clear four. Um, I'm happy to start with any of those guys at the top. So if you want to talk game theory, Hideki Matsuyama, 12% projected ownership to Tom Kim's 31% is Hideki going to win this event a third of the time that Tom Kim is? Or is Hideki going to outperform Tom Kim more than 33% of the time? The answer is almost certainly yes, especially if he gets off to a hot start, right? If you can get uh, Hideki engaged, obviously, as your defending champion, obviously he's played well here before that with a 19th and a 12th place finish. So I wouldn't even mind starting lineups with either Spieth or Hideki. Hideki's kind of the standalone contrarian play or pivot play at the top of the board and then get as much of that star power at the top that you can. Uh, Chris says, love the content. 
The weakest link in my single entry is, is web. Oof, yeah, that, that kind of feels right. Do you see a cheaper or a safer option? All right, well, let's find web at 7,400. That's kind of the range where you can get a lot of different guys, right? Um, think Ben Griffin, right? I'll show you him in a second. Uh, Brandon Steele, Grayson. I mean, all these guys, I kind of like more Steven Yeager, as mentioned, let me show you something on Ben Griffin. And I put this in my, um, run good rundown. So if you go and read that or sign up for it, there's a link in the description. I email it out every single week. Uh, what was I looking for? Oh, go to the Holy grail, go to the fantasy tab, go to everybody in this field since the start of uh, the start of the 2022 season. He doesn't have as many starts as everybody else, but you'll see the three guys at the top who, have the highest fantasy percentile. That just means uh, if you put everybody in the field, like if you finish 99th out of 100, or excuse me, uh, second out of 100 in fantasy points, you finish in like the 99th percentile, right? So you want to be higher here. It, it, it evens out easy, easy events, high scoring events. It evens out small fields, large fields, medium fields. And it just says, how many guys did you beat? In fantasy points. So Taylor Montgomery over his nine starts, it's again, small sample has beaten 84% of the field on average in fantasy points. Will Gordon 77% Ben Griffin's in here at 71%. Now to put that into perspective, um, you know, Scotty Scheffler's 2022, I think was like an 80 percentile, 80th percentile, um, 78th percentile performance. So it's obviously a small sample. He's not going to keep it up, but he's had a really good run. I would not mind going to, to Ben Griffin there. There was a, an immediate another question about Webb, so hopefully I answered I answered that both. Okay, so who is the producer's pick? So that's uh, my business partner slash wife slash producer, uh, Mina. She says she's going with, ooh, she was very specific. She usually only gives initial so that she can claim multiple people. She usually only gives a first name so that she can claim multiple people. She went specific, Taylor Montgomery. Uh, continuing to kill it, Rick. Congrats. Thank you. Since we are in the name that statistic era, that's right. What do you think about strokes gain floor finder and strokes gain ceiling finder? How often a player finds, uh, how often a player finds average any value you think? Yeah, I think that's kind of what we look at when we go to the power rankings and we go to the strokes gain distribution, right? And maybe we want to do this over 50 rounds to see really kind of floors and ceilings here, but that strokes gain ceiling finder you'd be talking about, that's like gaining five or more strokes in a single round. And Will Gordon does it 14% of the time over his last 50, more than anybody in this field. Mark Hubbard, there he is, um, has done it 12% of the time over his last 50 rounds. That's the second most. Then you get Adam Scott, Ben Griffin, Emiliano Grillo, Ryan Armour, Taylor Montgomery checking in at 10%. The other side of that would be the floor. Because you can tell these guys don't have the same floor. Ryan Armour ceiling, very high. Ryan Armour floor, very low. 52% of the time he even gains any strokes to the field. Taylor Montgomery is really the only guy who has both. Taylor Montgomery, Tom Kim, high ceiling, high floor. So if we flip this around and go, okay, who are the high floor guys and the guys that don't have necessarily the highest ceiling? Unfortunately for me, because I bet him this week, it's Cam Davis. Cam Davis gains strokes to the field 72% of the time, but falls off to the rest of the field when you get to four plus and five plus rounds, those you might need in route to victory, but these are kind of your safer guys, right? And when you start looking through the names, doesn't this make sense? Brendan Todd. Uh, oh yeah. Makes a lot of cuts, plays well, rarely wins. And that's exactly what the strokes gain distribution shows. Corey Connors plays well, a bunch of top twenties, rarely wins. Doesn't that what the, isn't that what the strokes gain distribution shows? So this is a really cool little way to look at it and a reminder of how there's a bunch of different ways to get it done. And, um, I really like it. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for the note. 
Can we see a head-to-head matchup uh, with Russell Henley and Seamus Power last 36? Yeah. All right. So go to the head-to-head betting tool. I just loaded it up here. Throw in 36 rounds for each. Who do we want? Russell Henley. Okay. We'll type his name in. You can put any two golfers against one another, not Charles Henley. You want Russell Henley. And we want Seamus Power. Seamus Power is not in this field, is he? Am I missing something? Seamus Power is not in this field, right? But I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll give this to you. But am I am I confused? Uh, I have Henley winning this fifty one percent of the time, but I think he's certainly going to win it this week because um, Seamus isn't playing. That's confusing. Who are your top two players above nine k? Then top eight k? Then top seven? Then top six? No, that sounds like giving out a lineup. Um, hope you're having a good week. After having a, hoping for a good week, after having an outright on Morikawa last week, ugh, <laughs> that's Scott Scott's words, not mine. Anyway, what's your stance on guys in good form who have had not so great course history? Example: Spawn and Hoagie. I'm generally a recent form guy, right? I think though, if you have enough of a really ugly sample, like JJ Spawn, where is JJ? Eighty four hundred dollars. Who? has missed three cuts in a row, finished 47th in 2018. Like that's really, really bad. That might indicate that just something does not fit the eye. But if you are playing well now, or the other thing would be like, if you've seen a significant improvement. So I, I would say this about like Mad, Mad McNeely's gotten better um, kind of month over month. We're seeing that uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is not in this field, but that's obviously also another really good example. I also think that Hoagie has taken leaps. And also I wouldn't even say Hoagie has bad course history, right? It's just volatile course history. He's missed the cut in three of five, but his other two are third and 12th. So it, it's not like he's been completely horrible, kind of like a JJ spawn has. So still very much a recent form guy, enough nuggets in the course history for Hoagie. Um, the spawn stuff is a little bit, is a little bit worrisome. Oh, here we go. So, so fantasy life's uh, head says Henley, heart says Cebes, money says Hoagie. Yeah. So for me, my my money would probably be like Cam Davis. My head says um, honestly like Sungjae. I think I think could win this. And then my heart would be like just let's just like I'm in on the Tom Kim mania. Let's do that. Um, or Taylor Montgomery for any one of those three would be just fine. Excited for the Netflix doc. Super stoked. February 15th. It's called Full Swing. It's coming out and it's going to be splendid. Hey, Rick, I know the first playoff event is now 70 instead of 25. Do you know what the second playoff field is? Yeah, that's a great question. I I was talking about this the other day and I was like, wait, wait, wait. I think it's 70, 50, 30. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Memphis is 70 cut it down to 50 for the BMW championship and still 30 at Eastlake. I cannot imagine they're going to go 70, 70, 30. Although I'd kind of like that more because then you almost get two weeks to play yourself into the tour championship. So I don't know, Alex, I'll have to look it up, but I would kind of low key like to see 70, 70, 30. I think it's 70, 50, 30 though. What do you think of using a Hideki in a one and done? Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've used them in some one and done's like I'm in a lot of one and done's. Okay. So like I have a lot of different situations. I've got ones that started in the fall and we're continuing to roll on. I've got ones that's just are starting this week. No problem with this, right? You're going to have a guy who's in the top four of the betting odds, who obviously has good course histories or defending champion. He is struggling right now, but he's not struggling across the board. And 
are you going to want to play him later? Where else would you play Hideki? Phoenix would be a logical explanation because he's been good in Phoenix, but now that's an elevated event. Everybody's going to be there. He's going to be like 30 to one or something. I don't know what he's going to be. So I'm willing to do it right now. He is um, probably in the midst of the best putting stretch of his career. He's gained strokes putting in six straight. The short game has been phenomenal. Yes, it is very worrisome that his approach play has not been sharp, that he has driven it like a madman um, over his last 10 or 12 starts. He's been chasing distance. I don't think it has, it has particularly worked. So yes, I worry about that. I worry that if he gets off to a slow start, he's going to WD. But in this situation, this early in the season, plenty of time to make up money, plenty of time to be a little bit different. I'm going to go with Hideki. The other thing is, and I mentioned this on Tuesday, uh, the projected one and done ownership for both Hideki and Jordan Spieth is like 6%. So if you just zoom out without knowing anything about any golfer's name, without knowing anything about their stats or their course history or anything, if I told you there are two guys in this field who are in the top four of the betting odds who are 6% owned or less in one and dones, would you take one of them? The answer would almost always be yes. So I went with Hideki. Speaking of which, the very next question. Uh, on yesterday's podcast with Andy, you showed some projected ownership for the one and done. That is correct. Where are you able to see that? All right. So this is a website that we host the, we've hosted one and done's on in the past. It's called officefootballpool.com. And if you have a, I guess you have to be in a pool, but what they let you do is they let you look at site-wide picks. This is not for people who are in my pool. I am not privy to any additional information. This is for the entire site. I assume it's thousands and thousands of people. It will show you the percentage picked for each golfer. So Tom Kim right now, 17% owned in one and done's 15% for Corey Connors, 12 for Henley, 9 for uh, Brian Harmon, 8 for Hoagie, 79 for Sungjae and then Jordan Spieth and Hideki Matsuyama, as mentioned, 5 and 3%. So um, that's where I find it. I don't know if you need to be in a pool to, do, to, to see that, but it is available to everyone who is on office football pool, and it basically checks out as, as being pretty close. Uh, thanks for all you do, Rick. Checked out the prop show earlier. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So listen, I, I started a second YouTube channel. It's called RunGoodProps.com. If you guys know, I, I own RunGoodProps.com. Or excuse me, the, the YouTube is called RunGoodProps. I own RunGoodProps.com. It's a dashboard, a data-driven dashboard to beat the prop sites. That's all it is. It's very simple. It's very powerful. It's a lot of fun. I dedicated um, 10 minutes to it this morning on a live show. I'll dedicate 10 minutes to it on, on Saturday. So we'll do kind of a Wednesday, Saturday cadence for a while. If you want to go check that out, um, much appreciated. I'm looking at Putnam English and Post, and how would you rank them based off of history, fit, and form? Yeah, I'm not as excited about Andrew Putnam as, as, um, as probably most people are. So let's just do this. Let's just do the strokes gained last 50 rounds. Putnam's been pretty good. The only concern I suppose is a lot of it is in the short game categories, right? So he has actually gained 1.18 in the short game and 1.16 overall. Now this doesn't always match up because we've got events that are not completely measured, but you get strokes gain total for everything. So that's a little bit worrisome. I understand it, but I don't love it. Um, JT Poston is a microwave, like he can heat up in a big way. And then Harris English, I think if you just go like 200 rounds for everybody, Harris English is way better than these other two guys are. And he is just trying to get healthy, trying to get right. He's been laying these, these little breadcrumbs around for a while. It, I would not be surprised to see Harris English win this thing. So I think it's pretty close. I'm not, 
sprinting to the window to get access to any of these guys, but I think the rank is English, Poston, Putnam, all things considered. Good luck. Uh, have you finalized your betting card for this week? I have. Caveat, if it's a new year, like, I don't know how I even started doing this. I don't love doing this, but since, like, uh, this is my card. You should not bet what I'm betting. Let's just throw that out there, right? Like, I don't know what your risk tolerance is. I don't know what your goals are. I, you should not care who I'm betting. But here's who I've bet. They're all five golfers, 36 to one or longer. Um, 36 to one, Cam Davis. 40 to one, Taylor Montgomery. Then I went deeper and got Adam Svensson at 80. Hayden Buckley at 95 and Will Gordon at 130, all at circa. Those are those are my guys. I said it, I've said it all week. Like, I'm just gonna bet my guys this week, right? I don't, I don't really care about much. These are guys I've been excited to, to bet for six weeks. I think they all have a legit chance. I'm gonna bet my guys. David says, Hey Rick, uh, unlike your typical weather posts, exclamation point. Unlike your typical weather posts, unlike. Just wanted to ask how you're finding Windy and reading the weather charts now. Okay, yeah, I actually have Windy up. Let me let me pull it up. So Windy's way over my head in general, right? Like I'm not, uh, and let me get out of the way. I this is this is probably too advanced for me. So this is this is the golf course here. Um, this is why it's it's obviously right on the water. This is that little hotel that you're gonna see that they're gonna run commercials for this hotel and show you that like dolphins swim in this pool or whatever, like 400 times this week. So you'll you'll get used to seeing that. So let's look at this. Thursday morning, you're getting basically 9 to 12 mile an hour winds with gusts to 22, and you're getting the same thing Thursday afternoon. It will chill out a little bit Thursday night and into Friday. Friday morning looks very, very benign, and in fact, Friday altogether looks pretty benign. 4 to 5 mile an hour winds, gusts from 7 to 14. You could argue that at 2 o'clock, if you believe this to be true, uh, things will get a little more difficult. You could get gusts up to 14 instead of seven. You're also going to get a change in the wind direction, um, which, which I think is guys are gonna have to kind of play it in, in two different ways. I don't think there's going to be a huge weather edge based on what we just showed here for the waves. But I think you could make an argument that Thursday afternoon, Friday morning is probably better, but I would not take too much action on that okay hey rick using the custom model for the first time how do you handle the number of, of rounds this early in the season i know last 36 has historically been a good indicator but i assume it's different early in the season yeah it's kind of awkward right now because we have guys who who's all of their last 36 rounds have been in the fall or we have some guys that go back to like the 36 rounds before the tour championship and it's just guys and if you're using you know the rick run good custom model like it's also all their european tour data so like it, you know there's there's kind of a lot happening here i think overall just stick with 36 right i think you have to you have to go with 36 or you have to go with like 100 and let guys reset with six weeks off or whatever it was so I, one or the other i think is the is the way to the way to go about doing it is there a simple way to sort by round number when looking at head-to-head matchups figure some guys play better or worse than round one yeah so i'm assuming you're talking for this for the head-to-head matchup tool the answer is no maybe i could work that in you could go to the holy grail go to stroke skin by round do more filters and just do round one and you could get an idea of who plays better uh in round one than than in other rounds so like will gordon has been a hot starter right 3.26 per round over his last seven 
round ones. That's actually unbelievable, right? So these are all, and these are all PGA Tour rounds. So he's gone, he's gained one, six, four, lost a hair, seven, two and a half at 1.4. That's pretty good. Ben Griffin as well. Those are two names we mentioned a little bit earlier. Let's let this load and see. Wow. So Ben Griffin, there's a hot start. His last four opening rounds, plus 2.7, plus 3.2, plus 3.5, plus 5.2. They're getting better. What if he just goes out and snaps off and gains six here? Uh, Kucher, Tom Kim, no surprise there. Yuto Katsuragawa. I only have two opening rounds for him. One was at the Zozo. One was at the Open Championship. He gained in both a round and a half. Henley gets off to a hot start. Robbie Shelton, Gary Woodland. So maybe I can work that into the head-to-head matchup tool, but um, good question. <laughs> TJ says, how much are you going to lose to me in bro throw this week? Are we, do we have a, do we have, do we have, do we have action against each other? Where are you? I don't see you in here. We got to get, okay. So I'll, I'll put out some more, I'll put out some more bets. Uh, let's see. Let's go to games. PGA bro throw is just, uh, it's, it's matchmaking, right? You don't pay the house, the vig, uh, and you just match up with other people who want the other side of things. So I'll throw some stuff out for you right now, TJ. There's a ton of matchups. Uh, I don't know what side of this stuff you want. I'll take the, I'll take the smallie side. If you want Putnam, right. I'll just throw out a bunch of these. So let's just do, let's just do, uh, it's gotta be private. You gotta come find me. We'll post Alex. I'll post Alex smallies and you guys can go take the other side. If you want the Putnam side of things, there's five of them. So you can go get that. This is only in our group though. So if you're not in our group, let's see, there's 93 open bets in our group right now. And there are, wow, there's 317 and like 12 more than I need to accept. So if you want to go into the group and be a part of this, there's there's a link in the description, rickrungood. Or no, sorry, it's brothrow.com slash rick. I get an, indi- an, uh, an update that says you want to join and then I can, I can let you in. And we just kind of bet with each other and settle via Venmo and everything else. So um, go grab them, TJ, if you want that, if you want that other side. Or post some and I'll come find you. Last year, Keith Mitchell had one bogey in four rounds here. He missed like 20 putts from 10 feet. That sounds right. Um, has he fixed his putter? Was this where he had the bent putter or no? That was somewhere else, right? So let's look at uh, Keith Mitchell putting. I wonder if this is where he lost all those strokes with the putter. I'd have to look. So uh, has he fixed the putter? It's been okay. Right, he had this great stretch here from Wells Fargo to the Scottish Open. He was putting like a fool, like a madman. I guess that's a good thing. Then it's been all over the place: minus two and a half, minus four, plus two point six, minus five, minus one point nine, plus one, plus one and a half, minus a quarter. It's okay. This is actually kind of the stat profile you want, right? You you want to be capable of gaining five, even if you are capable of losing five. I would also say. Um, it couldn't have been here that he lost nine strokes, right? Yeah, so he gained 3.7 here last year. And he was putting well at the time. It's kind of hard to lose a ton of strokes here. Um, very flat greens, especially from like five and eight feet. You get a lot of easy easy enough looks. It's hard to lose a lot of strokes here. I think, I think the one and done, or excuse me, the... Um, one and done is just on my brain. The weaker putters generally have a better a better shot here. No, Brett. No, come on, man. Come on, man. If you could short one guy in this field this week, who do you think it would be for Jock Market? 
buddy, have we played this game before? And I picked Seamus Power and he won. So shorting him was like really horrible. Um, so this is stock market DFS and you can short guys, which is freaking amazing. But if you get it wrong, you know, you're kind of up a creek. So let's let's kind of just look at this together. So if you scroll down here, like let's find some losers, right? Let's find some big time losers. Um, okay, would you short Keegan? Because it seems to be there's a pretty good narrative on Keegan right now. The other one I'll, I'll check is Denny McCarthy. So Keegan, you know, loses 30 pounds, looking good, gets to go to a place where the putter, um, you know, doesn't really matter. He's like outside of the Zozo, he is still a loser in the jock market. So he's not performing up to expectation. He's a loser in seven out of 10 and 5% in the negative overall. And that's with a win. That's kind of crazy. How about Denny? Denny in his last 10. That was another one that I saw that wasn't great. Yeah, minus 14%. I like Denny, but these would be two guys I'd I'd consider um I'd consider shorting, but you're not I don't know if you're gonna get me on the record for one guy. Um there's a link in the description, Rick, for a hundred dollar deposit bonus at Jock Market and Joe Idoni and I do a power hour every Wednesday night. So I'm sure Brett will be there. 8 15 p.m. Eastern time. Rick Run Good YouTube channel is that uh is that is price picks legit? Does it deposit your money you want? Yeah. It's like it's regulated. Yeah, it's regulated in like 36 states. Yes, completely legit. Hey, Rick, I love the TOC Sony narrative, uh, but Chez is a bridge too far. But is Chez a bridge too far? Yeah, I don't like that narrative that much. So I'm not sure you're going to get me to necessarily agree with that side of it. Uh, you know, it, it, is it any surprise that the guys who played in the tournament of champions, an event in which you have to qualify to get into, are doing well in an in the event? next to it like is there any is there any surprise by that the answer is, is no um also they're like the top eight guys in the in the betting odds this week or something it might be even more than that so if i just gave you the top 12 guys in the field every single week you're gonna find a lot of wins and just we just equate it to oh they played in maui last week Chez has been horrible right so look at these strokes gain numbers He's probably the worst player in the field since the bmw championship that's one two three four five six seven eight so that would be eight sixteen twenty four thirty two but he like minus six i bet you in the last 30 rounds he's like the worst player in the field find out last 30 rounds min 30 as well and i'll flip this around and look at strokes gain total the worst player in the field uh parker mclaughlin sorry short game chef kyle stanley trevor Warbelow, and then Chez. Reeves, the only guy who's not like minimum priced. So uh, listen, if you want to take a flyer on Chez, have at it. But that that's about as bad as it gets. Uh, this just says Rick, how's life? Yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty great, honestly. Yeah, I've uh, 2023 is off to a great start. I'm going to head to Phoenix for CBS and we're going to do coverage from there all week, which is going to be awesome because the Super Bowl's there as well. So they've got a Super Bowl stage and a waste management stage, and it's going to be incredible. I'm going to go to Torrey Pines. I'm going to go to Riviera. We're happy. We're healthy. Everything's all good over here. Hope hope so for you as well. Any guys at $6,500 or below or that you're comfortable playing? Um, I can find you one if you're super desperate. Oh, okay. I mean, Cole Hammer, I would not mind playing, right? So Cole Hammer, fifth at the RSM, 27th in Houston. Those were the last two times we saw him. and most people recognize that he's very, very talented and he's only on a corn fairy status. And it's not like these guys are not motivated, but if he finishes inside the top 10, he gets another start. 
That's how this works. So you guys have to use a sponsor's exemption. So that would be probably my favorite one. It's going to be volatile. And then outside of that, um, I'll tell you what, Tyson Alexander has not been that bad. Remember when he popped up and finished second at, what would that have been? Mayakoba? Maybe something like that. He has a like pure swing. His swing is textbook. Uh, you really do you really do love to see. You can kind of see a little bit of a tail off here, but he finished, yeah, he finished second in Houston, gained six strokes on approach. If you're even capable of doing that, I'm interested. And he's made four cuts in a row. That would be the other one. Not super, super comfortable, but it's there. Hey, Rick, good afternoon. I'm torn in the 7K range. Can you rank these five players in terms of making the cut in the upside? So really, this is a lot of work, Daniel. Um, because the guys that are light, more likely to make the cut are, are probably your lesser upside guys. So the, the guys are Smalley, Gordon, Buckley, Griffin, Sig. I think the answer is Griffin. Or excuse me. Let me start over. Gordon, Smalley, uh, if you're playing a fantasy game, Griffin, Buckley, Sig. They're all pretty good options. So. Yo, Rick, is there a name for approach plus around the green plus putting? If not, what should it be called? Uh, it should be called fairway th- through green. FTG, right? I guess maybe not fairway. It should be called, because you could be in the rough. It should be called, uh, what the hell would you call that? I don't want to call it like minus driving or something like that. Um, strokes gained. God, I don't know. I don't know. I liked fairway through green. Then I realized, I guess you could just also be uh, in the rough. Why can't Billy Horsher win this tournament? I don't think that he cannot. There, this is a weird, this is weird with Billy, right? So he goes and he says last week to Sports Illustrated, uh, that he's taken this week off. Well, spoiler alert, he didn't, right? He's playing and he was horrible out of the gate, lost six and a half strokes off the tee uh, over the course of the week. But like when you, the thing with Kapalua, if you are off, you're going to lose a ton of strokes off the tee because these guys are hitting three, 400 yard drives. They're rolling down. You're getting a ton of like outlier shots that if you're also not doing that, you're going to lose a ton. And that's what he did off the tee. His weekend was great. Second best weekend of anybody playing uh, this week who played last week besides Tom Hoagie, right? And he's got good results here. Seventh and I think 31st or something like that. I I really like Billy Horschel. I'm not going to lie. I might be a, a donk, but let's go. Is Brent Grant a good fit here? So there's a lot of like the Brent Grant Hawaii narratives. He's longer than he should be for how um, how little he is. But we're actually going to pull up his results and see. Friend of the pod, by the way. He's come on the pod. He's a good, good dude. Um, drives it well. The approach play is lacking and the rest of it kind of struggles. I, I don't think there is a ton of upside. Um, quite frankly, you kind of, I mean, it's it hasn't been good even dating back to, I mean, he won in May. After that, it hasn't really been that good. He's a very, very volatile guy. It's hard for him to put four rounds together. He's trying to find consistency. I think there are probably better options than uh, than Brent Grant. Do you think you can make a winning lineup without having a 10K guy? Yes. Anything is possible. Guys will need to put it close from 125 to 200 this week to score. Best way to combine long off the tee and short iron proximity versus short off the tee plus longer iron 
proximity, and possibly combined with putting. Devin. Okay. Let me try for you, bud. Um, let's go to the custom model. Clear out my weights. And we will say, uh, what, I mean, for all those buckets, let's do like 50 rounds. Let's say from 125 to 200. Okay, so let's go to approach and do um, 25, 25, and 25. From 125 to 150, 150 to 175, and 175 to 150. Then I will combine with putting like you have asked, and I will do a longer term, like 100 round putting and your best player is ha, Aaron Baddeley. Is that what you wanted, Devin? We've, we've removed everything else. Is that what you wanted? Tom Kim's number two, Mark Hubbard, three, Zach Blair, four, Jordan Spieth, five, Nate Lashley, Alex, uh, Adam Scott, Brian Harmon, Tom Hoagie, Siwoo Kim. I mean, that's just the raw three buckets of approach and putting. It's kind of sick, kind of sick. Oh, don't post the same question twice. I'm going in order. You do not have to post the same question twice. Is there a reset when it comes to recent performance after a long break? Yeah, I think so. I, or, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take it into play. If you're going to do it, you have to do it for everybody. You can't cherry pick, right? You can't just take the guys that were hot and say reset or keep, keep their recent form, but reset the other. Like, you just can't. You got to either do it or don't. Hey, Rick, I just signed up uh, for your website, and I love all the data. That's awesome. Thank you. Can you do a deep dive on Robbie Shelton and Will Gordon? Yeah, so I think we already did Will Gordon, but... Um, I don't know if I actually brought up his profile so we can talk about that really quick because I want to show you that this goes back kind of a lot further than people probably realize. Yes, he had a very good fall, but he was vibing on the Corn Ferry prior to that. So you can see he went T5, T5, win, T46, T26 on the Corn Ferry. So his last five on the Corn Ferry were great. Hasn't missed a cut this fall. Had a T3, had a T15, driving it well, giddy up. The other one would be Robbie Shelton, who I'm actually pretty high on. Um, finished, I think his last event was probably RSM. And I think he had a pretty good finish there as well. I've actually, I'm actually starting Robbie in a couple of um, season-long fantasy leagues where I've got to fill out fill out my lineup, but I've I'm 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 okay with it. He's kind of more of a short game specialist, right? Kind of around the green and putting. He's probably not going to need around the green much, but look at his approach play. Plus two, plus four, plus one and a half, plus 2.2. That's in his last four measured events. RSM Classic, he was great. T10 there. He only missed one cut in the fall. He won a couple of... I mean, this, these are great stat profiles, especially when you start um, combining, you know, last five starts on the Corn Ferry to what he's done on the PGA Tour this season. Both of these guys are have been great. And let's be honest, this is like, there's a lot of Corn Ferry guys in this in this field. There are. They all got their, they all got their bump. Grillo or Putnam? Probably still putting them in or out on Hoagie in. He's the, be he's the best. What are we? What in? He's like the best ball striker on planet Earth. Let's do. Um, that's that's an exaggeration, but in this field maybe. So let's do this. Fifty rounds, fifty rounds. I bet you if I do oppor plus opportunities. So these are uh, birdie opportunities from ten feet and in. Tom Hoagie's fourth, and these other guys have sample size issues. Opportunities gained. So this is fifteen feet or more. Uh, yeah, Hoagie's third. I mean, the, he's an absolute flusher. Carl Yuan, Tyson Alexander, Ben Griffin are the other ones there. But Hoagie, Hoagie does it in harder fields. So good. I know that stat about how many previous winners played in the TOC, but that's mainly because of the best players. Bang. But in the last five years, how many came? How many who came two to fifth played the week before? Uh, I'm not going to spend the time to look through that right now, but I can try to find out. 
Hi, Rick. I have a question about my season-long fantasy team. Okay. I draft my team and only have five golfers available. I don't know that I want to drop anyone to make a sixth. Uh, says, do I have to? Philly, you don't have to do anything you don't want. I would highly encourage you to. I, I can already, there's already this, um, this momentum starting or these rumbling starting that like, I'm just going to go to battle with four guys this week or five guys this week. I think that is going to end very, very badly for you. Um, if we were doing it by money, maybe we will next year. That's a different story. But the missing two rounds of fantasy points when you miss a cut is huge. Missing four rounds of fantasy points. Even if your guy's like five over, you're going to get, what's that? You're going to get like 35 fantasy points. You are If you are starting five and the guy that you're playing is starting six, you are probably going to lose. So... That, that that I don't know how much clearer I can be. Um, I dropped a guy I drafted in. I mean, there's going to be a lot of churn here. I dropped uh, a guy that I drafted pretty early. So here's who I'm going to battle with in the big one, the one that we did the draft for. Hayden Buckley, S.H. Kim, Tom Kim, Sam Ryder, Robbie Sheldon, Adam Svensson. And I dropped, who did I drop to get there? I dropped Lee Hodges and Bo Hostler. I hope that helps. Best putters on Bermuda? Uh, oh, compared to relative performance, I have to add that back in. But I'll show, I'll show, you, I'll show you this, though. Uh, so let's do Holy Grail. Let's do back a couple of years, and let's do we'll uncheck, make sure we uncheck round one, and we'll do on Bermuda, and we will see. Are we looking for putters or players? Let's just do putters. Ben Taylor, Harry Hall, small sample. Taylor Montgomery, small sample. Denny, Chesson, Brendan Todd, SH Kim, small sample. Parker McLaughlin, small sample. Tom Kim, small sample. Eric Cole. So there's some guys there. I'll, um, I used to have this tool. It used to be called uh, Grass Specialist. I'll, I'll get it back in there. Oh, I think I just did this, but yeah. So it says, can you explain opportunities and plus opportunities? So an opportunity... Whether you make it or not is if you gave yourself a birdie putt inside 15 feet or closer. Uh, it doesn't matter if you make it. It's like targets in the NFL. You got targets, it's volume, it's opportunity. It correlates highly to fantasy points. Whether you catch the ball or not, whether you catch it and get two yards, whatever. Opportunities gained takes the average for every round. So when you go to a place like Wiley or Kapalua and you get a, everybody gets a bunch of opportunities, did you get more than your peers for that round. That would be if you gained or lost. Plus opportunities, that's even closer, right? These are like real 10 foot and in birdie opportunities and the same thing for opportunities or plus opportunities gained. Can you do a deep dive on Ryan Palmer? Seems like a good option and should be low owned. Yes, I can. And let me see what his uh, projected ownership is at the moment. I thought I just scrolled did I scroll past him? I thought I did. Ryan Palmer. Here we go. 7,100, 4.5% projected ownership. So let's see. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Cut, cut, T45, cut. That's not good. Uh, T20, cut. Oh, boy. I mean, if we reset him back to his 100-round baseline, it's, it's okay. Um. This is not particularly exciting. 
I, I love Ryan Palm. He's actually a very, very nice guy. This is not particularly exciting. He seems to lack the approach play. Uh, he has not been good off the tee. The putter, which has usually been one of the better aspects of his game, is kind of all over the place. This is that's a little bit that's a little bit worrisome. Can we deep dive Carl Yuan? And where do you see him finishing this week? Probably exactly 13th place finish. No, I have no idea where he's going to finish. But um, what I do know is he's a flusher. So let's look up his numbers here. Whoops, sorry about that. So you're going to realize um, <laughs> if you like team no putt, like this is your guy, right? So the ball striking numbers are insane. Plus five and a half, plus 5.7, plus 4.3. He did lose three at the Sanderson Farms, but he gained three at the Fortinet. He missed three of those cuts. He he has he is like the best ball striker in the field statistically over his last five, and he has no finish better than T35 because he is horrid around the greens and pretty bad on the greens. Now this week, if you're having to like get up and down, you are, you are dead anyway. Uh, and putting should be a little bit easier. So if there was ever a spot, uh, I'll, I'll like I'll tell you this. I'll give him a little bit of a of a bump. Let's call it T twenty seven. That's like the most likely outcome for Carl Yuan. But man, he is going to have to not give everything back in the short game. Congrats on the continuous site and growing YouTube distribution channels. Thank you much. How is round one weather looking? Yes, um, this is the first round we've. First event we've had in a while where we have AM PM waves. So yeah, I showed it earlier. I think maybe tiny edge Thursday afternoon to Friday morning. If, if you want to play it, uh, I'm probably not going to play it. If you want to play it, the Rick run good model, by the way. So since people probably haven't seen this, I'll get myself out of the way. Um, because we back, we're back on waves. You can build lineups on specific waves. Certain number of guys from PM, certain number of guys from AM, at least a certain number of guys from AM, at least a certain number of guys from PM. So you can see that all down here. Because, um, yeah, you're right. We haven't had one of these in a while. <coughs> Excuse me. Is it bad to roll out Tom Kim in one and done or maybe save him for an elevated event? Uh, you should... if. You shouldn't save him, I don't think, for an elevated event. I think getting him at 11 to 1 is the best you're going to get him at all year, unless he wins this and two more and you get to solid grass and he's like 8 to 1, right? Which would be shocking, but I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities. The other thing would be uh, he's going to be pretty highly owned in one and done, but it's so early in the season that I don't think I care about that. So when I weigh all the options, I say, have at it, hop on the train, and go with Tom Kim. Can you rank these four who are, I, I swear these are the same four I ranked earlier. These guys are, must be getting a lot of run. Uh, Gordon, I think I, I think I can keep the same order. I think I said Gordon, Smalley, Buckley, Sig, as I believe the way we, we went there. Answered that about Billy Horschel, so I'm going to roll on. Henley improved putting week. Why? Let's look. But why? Are you telling me or are you asking me? Are we looking for uh, any indication that Russell Henley is going to have an improved putting week? Uh, well, it's hard to get worse, right? I mean, he lost six last week. Three, four, two, five, 2.3, zero, 2.3, 2.9. Pretty hard to get worse. How is he on Bermuda? Uh, it's actually not that bad. He's like a tiny gainer historically on Bermuda. He's horrible on Bentgrass. Um, 
I mean, if you're just asking me, will will Russell Henley lose less than six strokes putting? Probably yes. Will he gain and putt well? Probably not. Um, Garrett says, I picked Rom last week and one and done is Sungjae smart play. Yeah, Sungjae, Tom Kim, roll with it. Can you tell us any of the potential sponsors you have rejected? Uh, no, but it happens fairly frequently. Um, I really only partner up with, I mean, what, what three, right? And, and when I do, it's for a long time. The ones that I reject, uh, we don't share the same vision in general, where it's like, hey, we want you to give out picks or we want you to tout this. Like, if I'm not going to actually use the thing, the product, like I'm like, I'm not interested in it. So, I mean, you've guys, you guys have heard me talk about the same exact sponsors and part, I mean, partners really for the last couple of years, because that's kind of how we do it. Kevin Streelman. Streels. Talk about Kevin Streelman. Another good question coming up here. Uh, all right. What do we got on Streels? Horrible. Now, out. Streelman's such a known entity. He's going to be okay off the tee. He's going to be an average approach player, and you're going to have to hold on to your butt when he gets on or around the greens. I would much rather try for one of the young guys, one of the higher upside guys, etc. Jeff, hey, bud. Multiple entries in a football block pool, all one column or row or diversify. I don't know. There's probably a right answer to this, right? Uh, always ending with the same number on one of the sides. I think I would diversify because I'm a nit in that way, but there might be, I don't know, it might be a better EV. If you did a billion times and you always put them in one row or column, like you get smoked when you get the fives, right? But when you get the ones and the zeros and the threes, you could find yourself winning multiple blocks. There's probably a right answer. I'm diversifying. Major props are always having that drive to improve all the tools. Boom. Giddy up. Let's go. Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder played well, I believe, at the RSM. I followed him for a bit. Um, let's actually see what that finish was. <laughs> okay, I'm full of it. He missed the cut. Uh, why did I think he played better? Why did I think he made the cut? Oh, maybe I was thinking of Mayakoba. So T8 and Mayakoba, this is not bad, right? I mean, for all things considered, he's missed three cuts dating back to the Rocket Mortgage. His approach, so he has the two things that when they get hot, you get really excited about. He he is a very he's a good approach player and he's a good putter, arguably great putter, at least recently as of Rocket Mortgage. When those two things are on, that's how you go low, like real low. So it is an exciting skill set. It's just he's gotta he's gotta marry all that together. Uh we are getting a little bit of like the same question. So if I've, I, and I realize I'm like 30 minutes behind questions. So, but this is the part where I get to, uh, I get to make up ground because I've answered a lot of these questions already. So I'm going to find ones that don't. Do you have any players that always show up in your models, but never perform for you? Also, who's the player that has broken your heart or wallet the most minus Fleetwood? Wow. Okay. I don't know if I remember that. I never get Adam Scott, right? 
I've never gotten Adam Scott right. I actually don't think I've ever gotten Hideki right either. But that might just be me thinking about it at the at the top of the field. Um, Corey Connors, I've never gotten anything out of right because even on even on like good Corey Connors weeks, it's like T seventeen, and you're like, well, what did I, what did I do, what did I do? Uh, and apparently, I never get Seamus right because I told everybody to short him, and he went out and won the tournament. If you had to convince one person they could eat only one meal for the rest of their life, what would it be and why? Okay. Let's just like, can we disregard all the health scenarios? Can we do that? Like, and how, how specific do I have to be? Because you like the, the, the easiest answer is pizza. You could have pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening. You could have pizza at supper time, right? There's a lot of variations of pizza. There is breakfast pizza that you can put fruit on a pizza. You can have pizza, regular pizza. You can have deep dish pizza. You can have thin crust. You can have, like, there's just a million options, right? Pizza is very, very versatile. You can fold it. It's just very versatile. The other one, actually, I think my answer might be um, like sushi. Now you can get like, you get like vegan sushi, right? So if you, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, uh, you know, support the, the fishing trade, um, you could get vegan sushi, which is also very good. And that is also versatile and never seems to get old. Now they have hot sushi, which I just learned about. I mean, there, there's, it's lighter. You're not feeling like you've eaten pizza every single meal. Right. So uh, there's a lot. Hey, Rick, big fan of Buckley, Buckley, but not sure how he fits here. Not sure his strengths of accurate driving and hitting at greens will do. So, okay. I agree with kind of the last statement here, which says, I, I want, I think I want to play him at a tougher course. I'm not disagreeing with that. I actually, um, I'm actually like kind of excited to see what he does at Torrey Pines. Right. I think that that is going to be a pretty interesting litmus test for him. You know, he played well at the U S open, but look at his results. I mean, so he WDs from Wyndham and he misses the cut in Napa, but a T19 at Sanderson, easy course in Jackson. Uh, T20 at TPC Summerlin, very easy golf course by tour standards. I followed him around. He left a lot of strokes out there, still finished T20. So I'm not ready to say what's good, bad, and indifferent courses for him. But I'm like I'm playing him this week, and I'm excited. But I, I think you might be onto something that he might be a little bit of like a tough course killer. Right. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. We looked at this a little bit earlier. So any metrics that can help with first round leaders, if you're betting first round leaders, there are literally only two things to do. One, you go to the golfer power rankings. You click on strokes, gain distribution. You sort by five plus strokes gained and you find guys with ceilings. Will Gordon, Mark Hubbard, Adam Scott, Ben Griffin, Emiliano Grillo. The other thing you could do, and I don't care that much, but I understand it is you go to the Holy grail. You go to strokes gained by round. You look at guys who play well in the first round. You could argue it's volatility. They don't actually play well just because it's Thursday, but I know some people like that. I do know some guys are fast starters. They like a blank slate, et cetera, et cetera. Do those two things. If you go do those two things, uh, you will win more first round leaders. And it's hard. They're hard to win. They're crapshoots. Let's be real. But that will be better. Do you like skipping over the 9K range? No, 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 no. The 9K range is amazing. The 9K range. Hoagie, Henley, Harmon, Connors, Horschel, Bradley, Montgomery, McNeely? Give me all of them. Except really kind of like Brian Harmon and Corey Connors. Probably. 
Uh, and I'm probably more down on Keegan than most, but I don't mind. He's nine and a half percent. But this, no, you cannot skip this. They're absolutely, absolutely stout. Oh, this is a really good question. Last spot in the lineup for Svensson or Gordon. Oh, boy. I like them both. I bet them both. Flip a coin, man. I would say um, Gordon. Any issues having Kitiyama or KH Lee is most exposed right now? As long as you don't care about volatility, because that's what you're going to get. KH Lee's been good, but you're going to like you're going to get some real bad weeks. And Kitiyama is the same way. If we look through his results, it's like runner up, seventy first, seventy first, runner up, seventy first. Like it's just tough. Can you run a matchup simulator? Uh, well, that's three. I can do two. Uh, no, I can't do a three. I can do Keith Mitchell. Let me. Do, I'll do Keith Mitchell and Tom Hoagie. How about that? Is that a good compromise? And I'm going to do the last 36 rounds. Keith Mitchell, Tom Hoagie, Tom Hornbuckle. I have I have Hoagie winning at 64% of the time. So sorry, I don't think that was what you were looking to see. Hmm. Recently played golf with my wife, and she asked me to hand her a putting wedge. Who is the best with their putting wedge on Bermuda surfaces? That's pretty funny. We did talk about that, though. Is Shadow Creek heaven on earth? Yep. Big time. Uh, finally got around to playing it this weekend. Nothing like it. If I dropped you in the middle of Shadow Creek, you would think you're in Ohio or Wisconsin or Western Pennsylvania or anywhere but the desert of Las Vegas. It's absolutely insane. With the need to catch a hot putter this week, would the upper left quadrant and the trends tool be emphasized? Oh, that's actually interesting. Let's go. All right, we'll go to the trends tool. So the trends tool, I Zach, I should absolutely show this more. All it does is show you who's playing over their baseline, under their baseline for any number of rounds that you want. So this upper left-hand quadrant is guys who are striking it well and putting well below their baseline. So Russell Henley's number one, no surprise. Didn't I... We just looked at how horrible he's been with the putter. So it says if they get back to their baseline, kind of what can you expect? Can you expect them to break out? So some of the guys in that upper left-hand quadrant would be good. Henley, Michael Kim, Siwoo Kim, Troy Merritt, Zach Blair, Patton Kazire, Brandon Steele, David Lipsky, et cetera, et cetera. You can kind of see how it all shakes out. The bottom right-hand quadrant, those are the scary guys. So for example, Hideki Matsuyama, below his T to green baseline, Above his putting baseline, that's super scary because if everything normalizes, uh, or at least the flat stick normalizes, like he's in big trouble. Unless he learned how to putt, that's the other the other options that he learned how to putt. Uh, I like Kita Nakajima, very good player. I've answered some of these, which is good because we've got like five minutes left. Tom Kim and Cole Hammer or Connors and Armor. This I don't think this is close, which means it'll probably be wrong. I think it's got to be Tom Kim and Cole Hammer. Tom Kim's maybe the best player in the field. Corey Connors has basically zero upside historically. Cole Hammer been great in his last two. Ryan Armor fine, just like a fine option overall. Do you have any best ball action for this weekend? No. Who are the best top cash game options? Go to the golfer uh, power rankings. Go to strokes gain total of zero plus, which is how often do they gain strokes? 
Tom Kim, Taylor Montgomery, Cam Davis, Carl Yuan, Justin Su, Sung Jae, and Brandon Todd, Corey Connors, Matt McNeely, Sam Stevens. Those are your best cash game options this week. Ooh, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike says, Rick, my 300 yards unknown shirt and coffee mug came today. That's so sick. Thank you. Can't wait to make my lineup tomorrow here wearing on the East Coast while working and having my coffee. Happy New Year. Cheers, bud. Yeah, thank you. Actually, um, if you're getting really freaky, I, we're actually, I, are they live yet, Mina? The, the, uh, the shirts for our fantasy leagues are done. They're, they're in the, they're in the run good store. So my Vegas straight flushers shirt is there. Palm beach, coconuts, Jersey jabronis. We had, we actually had a guy. I think I can show you. We actually had a guy. Yeah. Do the logos for these. And now they're available. Cincinnati hustle, New York golf club. Like how sick is this? There's other stuff in there as well. I should probably, I never talk about this. I should probably talk about the merch if you want to. We make, I mean, we like lose money on it. It's just like, if you want to, if you want to support the cause and wear it, which I appreciate, like, like have at it. We that's, that's why it's there. Um, Rick, I'm hungry. What's for lunch? Yeah. Buffalo chicken sandwich, which is probably not a surprise to many of you. Cause that's the go-to Rick. You're the man. Can you do a deep dive on Zach Blair? How can I not do a deep dive on Zach Blair? The once a year that someone asks. So here we go. Oh boy. Um, what happened here? Straight drop down for over his last 100. So T 20. Oh, he's got like not just so few results here. That's what happened. Um, RSM classic T 29 gained across the board. What a sicko. Missed four cuts before that. T12 gained across the board. What do Napa and Sea Island have in common? Anything? Anything? Why would he do this? I don't know. I will do more homework on him, Jay. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't that weird? What is one player you think comes in uh, higher than projected ownership? Yeah, I don't actually always think this anymore because Mike Cavalunas, who does it now, is like way better uh, than I ever was. So he's usually pretty spot on. I think Tom Hoagie will be more popular than 12% owed. I think Keegan Bradley will be more popular than 9.8, right? Am I crazy? Oh, how is Taylor Montgomery only 11%? He's the best player in this field. If you go to the, if you go to the power rankings and you go to strokes gained over the last, well, sorry, let's get a, uh, Get out of there. Last 50 rounds, even last 36 rounds, Taylor Montgomery's best player in this field. Better than Tom Kim. Raw strokes gained. Um, saw your picks on Golf Digest. Tell us again, okay, why you don't like Harmon. So let's remember, when I do that article, it is very much like for entertainment purposes, right? But the idea is, of the t- guys at the top, I look at that by saying like, who's, you know, it's, it says player to fade. It's like, who's not going to win. That's the way I read it. Especially when you have a guy who's sub 20 to one. So he's 18 to one. He has two wins on the PGA tour. Uh, this course hasn't really been all that good to him, even though he should fit it pretty well. And he is being priced in the same place as Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, close enough to Sung JM. Like, I, I just believe that that is an entirely different class of golfer. Entirely different. And I love Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon makes me a lot of money. I like the guy. And there's a lot of spots to deploy him. Not at 18 to 1. Not at 18 to 1. Will live golfers be available in the Rick Run Good Run and Done? Yes. Uh, I'm going to rapid fire through some of these. Any suggestions on season long fantasy when we have options from your bench? 
and starters to evaluate who to start. Yeah. So Andy does weekly rankings that you can go look at his rankings, or I would go to the power rankings and compare these two golfers. How do I play season long golf? Uh, you kind of missed the boat. It starts tomorrow and we 1500 people filled up leagues over the last couple of months. Unfortunately, at this point, Clarence, we are probably too far. It's probably not any spots left. Love the Vegas draft. Thank you. Which team are you most worried about? I will. I th- I thought in the moment. I still think that um, Joe Idoni's Palm Beach Coconuts is the team to beat. The let me see if I can find you the the draft board. Mina's going to kill me because we don't have much of a window to go eat lunch and come back. But we got to do what we got to do here. She made this graphic, so she'll forgive me. Uh, especially because I was in the seventh spot and Joe was in the eighth spot. There were a lot of guys that I would have liked to have gotten. Like I would have liked to have gone at the turn here, Pendrith, and then have it come back and be Connors. And he got, uh, or excuse me, and come back and get Davis. And he got Davis from me. I wanted to go Buckley, come back and get Gordon. He got Gordon from me. I, I thought that he had a pretty decent draft there. Um, so yeah, you can still go watch that. At least I guess lucky enough, I've answered a lot of these questions, which is nice. Are we going to get, are we going to be getting notifications from the PGA tour app this week? Or is that going to be broken for a while? I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to do with it. (laughs) Thank you, Mark, for assuming I have literally anything to do with the PGA tours app. Also, no thank you, because that might be an insult, depending on how you feel about the app. No, I have, z- I have zero idea about that. Um, <laughs> Speed projected ownership in the run and done. Does it make more sense to save him for an elevated event or just a spot that he's been much better at? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be like 5% owned. Are you playing on Max Payne Monday anytime soon? Uh, mm. Probably not ever since the whole like cheating thing. So somebody reached out to me and was like, I have all of this evidence of like this month long cheating scandal that's been going on. And the episode that you were on was definitely impacted. And I was like, Oh God. So I don't know. I would love to, I think it's so much fun. Maybe I'll fly down to Texas and play. I don't know. I, I would love to do it again, but I think I might, I don't know. We'll, we'll just wait and see. We've talked about a lot of these guys, which is good. All right. Anyone you're stashing for season long? Uh, yeah, Goddard up is a good one. I've also stashed Cam Smith, by the way. But we'll see. I might have to bump him at some point. All right, that'll do it. Here we go. Go to rickrungood.com. Go check out all this great data. There is like 900 more great things coming. I'm, I vow it will be the best site you've ever seen in your entire life. Run Good Props is pretty cool. Very simple, very powerful if you're into the prop sites. Um, that YouTube channel is now live. And then Joe Idonia and myself tonight, Jock Market Power Hour, 815, rocking and rolling. Best of luck. Talk to you guys soon.